You're listening to Fair Game with your host, Robert Smith. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Robert Smith, your host, and it is a good day to have a good day. We hope all of you are handling these continued lockdowns and this pandemic stress with grace. But a reminder to all of our listeners, 2020 has been a hell of a situation for all of us, and we want you to know you're not alone. If you're feeling isolated, if you're missing your friends, if you just need someone to talk to, please reach out to us here at the podcast. We are happy to listen, to chat about whatever. It does not matter. In fact, we had a discussion with a friend recently about Star Wars of all things. So if you need to pass some time, if you're feeling disconnected, please reach out to us or reach out to someone, a friend, a family member, and make sure you're staying connected during these very tumultuous times. So with that, let's get to it. Today's show welcomes a duo of children's performers who sing and dance, and they even teach a bit about farm safety along the way in their family-friendly kids show. They're joining us today from their home outside of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. They are Team TNJ, Tanya and Jory. Welcome to the show. Thank Thanks you for so having much us. For having us. So, what are we call? Are we calling you Robert today, or the Conjurer? What are we calling you? Uh, His Holiness Robert <laughs> the Conjurer. I don't know. I don't yeah, I, know. I love it. Hey, so things are going well for you guys. Did I see in the middle of all of this earlier in the year, you guys bought your first house? We, we did. did. We, we did. did. It was it was a wild year. Uh, we literally signed our mortgage papers on Friday, March 13th, the day when everything, everything fell apart. <laughs> yeah. On Friday, the 13th of March. Actually, there were two Friday, the 13th this year. Yes. Yes. We were hoping that the second Friday, the would 13th reset would everything. reset everything. We'll see. Uh, we'll we're see. still waiting we're, on that. We're still waiting on that. Where it's got to play itself out. But yeah, we, we signed our mortgage. We were so excited. Uh, and we were at the bank for about an hour or so. And we got home and we checked emails and got some voicemails and lost in like just an hour, the, our first $15,000. Um, wow. And then it just went from there. And it, I said to Tanya a couple of days in, we got to be prepared to lose our year. And, and when you like, said, no, it, it'll, it'll be, it'll get better. It will get better, especially in the summer. That didn't happen. No. <laughs> so Jor- Jory was the one with the uh, foreshadowing on that one. He knew what was coming. That's yeah, I was be... trying to be optimistic. Was there a moment, though, that you just looked at each other with huge eyes like we just took on this mortgage for however much it's worth and all of our income? Oh, yeah. The, well, the joke is for me has been we bought a new house. Oh, congr- people say, oh, congratulations. Yeah. Until the bank takes it back. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep it for now. Yeah. And that follows up with Tanya saying, don't say no, that. No, they're not going to. We'll don't figure it out. That. Yeah. You figure yeah. it out. It's somehow you guys will figure it, things out. Um, yeah. I, I also started seeing with you guys because, you know, I follow you all on social media and Facebook and, and Instagram and whatnot. Yeah. I started to see a return of Tinsel and Jingle, our favorite little elves on <laughs> my Facebook timeline. That must yeah. mean it's getting to be Christmas time. How is that going? So far, so good. Yeah. Uh, it's, been, uh, it's been pretty good. Uh, wouldn't you say? Uh, we're going to uh, spend some time with uh, all of the children. Ooh, we are so excited to come and visit everyone all over the world. That's right, because... <laughs> Uh, that's because of the, the big guy. Uh, well, he's got to be wearing a mask because uh, we don't want to get him infected with, with, with what's, what's it called? It's 
called COVID. Oh, some people call it a beer. I don't know what everybody's calling it. I love it. I love that you yeah. can giggle when you're saying the word COVID. <laughs> like, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta make the light out of it. I guess. Go That's COVID. So tinsel, tinsel, and jingle. What, what all have they done with, um, with? Because I remember previously, didn't you guys do something with the Burlington Center? Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. So, so two years ago, 2018, uh, we worked for this mall. We used to do their Santa's arrival, um, for them when, when used to, we say used to, because no one has a budget for anything anymore. (laughs) We, uh, (laughs) we, yeah, we did a couple of years of their Santa's arrival where I'm pretty sure maybe it's the same down there where Santa comes and takes pictures at the mall with the kids. Yeah. So, um, up here, we, this particular mall, they have Santa arrive in a helicopter. And so team T and J normally would do a whole show and welcome Santa and all that kind of stuff. And we have so, a whole Santa arrival show. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Get the audience. We, we usually, uh, we have a, a tree that we have to finish decorating. Uh, 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 Mrs. Claus has asked us to decorate, to finish it before Santa arrives. Yeah. And so we realized we're missing the, the last piece and we're missing the star and then inevitably Santa comes with the star because it was on our wish list and we were good. That's true. And good little but, elves. So we <laughs> normally perform that show. This mall was having a whole brand new Santa set that was being built. And they were trying to think of a cool way to kind of document it and get the the members of Burlington, the, the what are they called? Citizens of Burlington, um, excited about it. And so they had a videographer come in and kind of show the whole set and the scheme of everything and they wanted a couple elves to walk around and be the hosts of this video and basically the marketing director of the mall said i know the perfect people for your elves and he was like he was like do you know an actor that maybe can do like host this and she's like i know oh do i so that's where <laughs> that's where tinsel and jingle were yeah. born was to kind of do this little video and literally back in october the videographer was going through his wardrobe stuff and he sent us a message and said, Hey, I have your costumes here. Cause they made us these beautiful costumes mm-hmm. from scratch that are ours. Basically. He said, I have them going through stuff. Do you want them? And I instantly thought, how can we bring these two back and how can we try to bring a little bit of an income to us? Not much, but, but we also want to just spread joy. It's been a really hard year. And these two quirky characters are so much fun. Our fans and our teammates, as we call them, uh, who followed along two years ago and watched all their videos really fell in love with these two characters. We fell in love with these two characters. So we wanted to spread a little holiday magic this year all around the world. Well, we, we love we seeing them. There, you guys, <laughs> the voices, the, the costuming and the the kind of the, the little comic bits and hijinks that you yeah. guys get into. Thank you. Tinsel and Jingle are terrific. And and it does not um, go unobserved that Tinsel and Jingle are still T and J. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. Thank you for the observation. This is an excellent observation. Yeah. So yeah for, our nine, for our nine listeners, can you guys um, kind of shift into T and J? Can you give the folks at home an idea of what Team T and J is and what you guys do? Totally. Yeah. So Team TNJ is all about being true to who you are. We encourage all of our audience members to be themselves. Each and every one of us is a little bit different, but that makes each and every one of us special. Like you can see, well, we both have toques on today because we are in Canada and it's a little chilly, but normally I'm a bald fellow and (laughs) she's a beautiful young blonde. (laughs) You call them toques? We call them toques, yeah. Oh, you call them beanies, right? We're, yeah, beanies. we're beanies down Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's, uh, 
we got a song we made up. Tanya made it up. It goes like this. Slouchy, slouchy, beanie on my head. Slouchy, slouchy, beanie on my head. Anyways. Yeah. We, um, yeah. It's an R&B thing we're working on. <laughs> so everyone's uh, a little bit different. And so we encourage all of our audience members to move however they want to move yeah. when we're doing a show. So, so, so we do a warm up, for example, uh, from our head down to our toes and we do jumping jacks and it's full on interactive. It's mm-hmm. not just like head and shoulders, knees and toes. It's, it's really moving. And the thing is, is that we involve our sort of characters that we're not uh, perfect. We make mistakes. We, so the songs exemplify not being perfect or have being shy, or things like that. Over again. Starting over, having to practice. Okay, so I well, I don't know how to do this either. Can can you show it how, how it's done? And then she show, she shows us. I go, okay, I, I that's a little bit harder than I expected. Okay, I'll give it a whirl. And so the kids get a kick out of it because they're like, okay, so they're not perfect. Nobody's watching. We literally say, nobody's you know, we're not gonna pick on anybody, are we, T? Nope. We're not gonna single anybody out, are we? All right. So then everybody's just got their free uh, space to be who they are. And what that does is it, even if it's two kids or 500 kids, the kids just are like, all right, nobody's watching me. And then, so the music, the idea of the music is so cool because when the music is pumping, then it's louder than their inhibitions. So they're not wondering who's watching me anymore. They're just enveloped in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So sometimes like, you know, like as a young kid, my dad used to play piano like uh, quite often. And, and my brothers and I would just run in circles. So sometimes you got the, you know, the girls are really good at following instructions. So they'll do all the actions. The kid, the boys will do what I used to do and just run in circles. So but they're being true to who So they sometimes are. the parents they are do. like, oh, hey, you know, my kid's not doing what they want. And I, and I literally am like, let them let them yes they're doing exactly what we want that's exact whatever they're doing is exactly what we want them to do because after this after this 30 minutes you're going to tell them be quiet do what i say you know uh and all those things wipe your face wash your hands right now let let them just explore because that's where they discover that's where self-discovery happens when you least expect it so and just like because team is in our name, we encourage, we welcome everyone into our team. Um, there's like no discrimination. And just mm-hmm. like on a sports team, you have your forwards, you have your goalies, you have your defensemen, and everybody has their own roles that they play. Everybody has different moves that they have to make. But when we come together as a team, we make the team yeah. whole, right? So that's basically like the underlying yeah. messaging of Team TNJ and who mm-hmm. we are. And all of our music is is usually interactive and has really good um, educational messaging in yeah. it too. So when we say team, the team, or we call them teammates, um, you know, it's really the greater community. So like, yeah. if, you know, for a fair example, when the fair comes together and every year and everybody's got their different role to play and they have to make this cohesive unit mm-hmm. and then you're involving the community the community comes in yeah. and it becomes this memorable experience you want to go back to uh, again. So it really is a just sort of, that's why we align so much with, uh, events like this and 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 the fair yes, industry yeah. because it's really about the community bringing people together and it's not about our act it's not about like uh look, look at this amazing thing we're really a facilitators of you know this memory that the kids are going to be like 
I associated this fun and this experience that I had in this 30 minutes. I want to come back to, and it happens right. to be at, the, at this venue. Right. You know, and you, now you, cram, so all this, good. I felt you good. cram all this into what? How long is your show? 30 minutes? We 30 usually minutes. do 30 minutes. Yep. Yeah, that's all we need. <laughs> but then come back. And the cool thing about yeah. Team Teen J is like, we, because we're music and we are malleable. And we've even had events where we can totally customize to maybe a theme that they're going through, going after or something like that. So we've had, you we've, can come back to yeah. two or three shows in a day and you might see the same song. Maybe somebody wants to hear the same song, but we could totally switch it up too. We had right. to do two hour. Actually, we did an hour and then there was a short break and then another hour and it was just us and that's all they had. And their request was, can you do two hours worth? And we looked at each other and we're like, you know, we've done half an hour, you know, sets of different things, but we've never done a full on two hour team so, TNJ. That's a lot of content kids, to put in. That's a lot. Yeah. Right. That, a lot. It's yeah. a lot. And, and most of the time, a lot of the time, actually, the client will say, oh, well, they, you're not going to be able to keep the kid's attention for more than 25 minutes. You know, that's long enough because we'll say, oh, we can do 45. We can do an hour. Would you like? Well, this time the client was saying, can you do two hours and keep their attention? <laughs> and we were like, challenge accepted. And we didn't, we didn't do one song at all over again. And by the end of that two-hour show, which we had never experienced before, we spent another full-on hour just playing with the kids. They were like our family, by the way. We adopted wow. them. So now, where do you guys typically travel when you're doing the show? You're based out of, you know, like I said, you're just up uh, outside of Toronto. Mm-hmm. Where do you guys get down to the States? How far do you travel? Yeah. Well, we have across Canada, we've gone all the way to the West Coast. And as far as like Ottawa in Ontario, we haven't been able to go to the East Coast just yet. Huh. But down in the States, we will go anywhere. Um, and we have performed in Florida, in um, Iowa. No, we were supposed to do Iowa. We were supposed to do five fairs. In Indiana. Iowa. We've gone to Indiana yeah. and we were supposed to have five fairs this past summer uh, in Iowa. Maryland. We were supposed to Maryland, go to this we year to too. To. So this was going to be the year that you guys were really starting to make a push into the United States. Yeah. Like, yeah. Then, yeah. This was going to be. And yeah. COVID, COVID <laughs> had other plans. So speaking of travel yeah. and COVID, you know, what kind of restrictions are you guys still looking, um, looking out of there in Ontario? I think um, there are certain parts of Canada that are, more restricted like the east coast i think up to montreal you're okay and then newfoundland pei nova scotia new brunswick of the east coast they've put themselves on a lockdown bubble and you are not allowed to come in and you're not allowed to go out so i think their cases have been really good out there they've been totally locked down um we had a performance the end of september in alberta so that's more towards the west coast and we that was one of our only performances that did not get canceled and we didn't have to quarantine for 14 days going back and forth or anything like that. And where that town was located was super remote, remote, like very far away that I think they said they'd only had like three cases in six months. Kind yeah. of thing. So they were wow. no one there was wearing masks. So yeah. we come from <laughs> like, you know, a really big area where like you've been wearing masks this whole time and you get off the plane. And as you start driving north. There were people wearing masks yeah. right? and it's just so weird you know the whole mask can i just talk about this for thing for go a for it the whole mask thing is like at first we started wearing masks actually tanya's mom she made our some of our tinsel and jingle our blue and purple outfits so she made us masks right away so you go to the grocery store and you're like all right usually you know 
this is my first experience like this, you know, covered up. And it's, you get, it takes some time to get used to. And then there was the part of the pandemic where it was easing up. So people stopped wearing their masks. And then you're like, okay, am I the loser who's still wearing? Do I, do I take it off? And I'm like, on one aisle, I'm kind of taking it off. On the other aisle, I'm seeing somebody wearing theirs. All right, goes back on. That person <laughs> thinks like it's that cool. Was, that that was... person doesn't think it's cool. What do I feel about it? And then they kind of like then mandate it, but they were like heavily no, it's suggesting. Man- it's mandatory now. Now it is. And so I was like, finally, okay, I don't have to worry about it. I just go into the dime store, get my groceries, put on the thing. Everybody's doing it. I don't have to feel weird about, weird about this anymore. But there was a process of it. But in terms of going down to the U.S., um, we were concerned last season, as things were still potentially a go, we weren't sure what the fares were going to do. Our, the border is still closed from us and you. So we, yeah, we weren't sure if we were able to, even with our work visas, able to go down there. What we've now learned is that we can as we would be essential, essential workers, essentially have the proper visas, even if the border is closed now. So, but there's, um, yeah, there's a few provinces now, especially coming towards Christmas, they're starting to lock up their, lock up their doors and and not wanting. The mask thing was really weird to me at first, because you had here in the U.S., you know, you had Dr. Fauci on TV saying, yeah, you know, masks aren't really effective because you're going to still be messing with your face. And if you're not watching, they did that here too. And then, yeah. you know, like six weeks later, he's like, hey, oh, yeah, yeah, wear masks. And then you had people on one side of the issue saying, well, the the science changed on them. I'm like, how? Like, I could see the science on the virus itself changing, but masks yeah. are masks. They haven't changed. Yeah. In, you you know, know what? You know what I think it is, actually, just briefly on this, because I've thought about this, because in Canada, they did the same thing. They were like, no, don't worry about it. And then they were like, yeah, yeah. worry about it. Now it is and I think it's because, like, say, if you're if you're in a, I'll just use a school setting or like up here. And I think down there too, uh, a lot of the um, care homes uh, were heavily infected. And the reason is because, and we were concerned about kids going back to school. I think a lot of people were is because if you're in a grocery store or in a bank, say if I'm infected, I come into the bank, I'm there for five minutes and then I'm out. If I'm wearing a mask, that's going to help not put it everywhere. But if I stay in that room with the same people and I come back to that room eight hours a day, inevitably air is air and that's not going to matter. So in that case, a mask ain't helping nobody. But in the case of passerby or going grocery shopping in and out, it's going to help to a degree in the same way that sure. protection when you're not yeah. trying to consume people out. The, uh, <laughs> the, the thing... <laughs> The thing that gets so anyways, the thing that gets me about masks is it feels like and I could be wrong, but it feels like there's way higher compliance with wearing masks now than there was back in like March, April, May. And our and our cases are exploding now. So I don't even all I know is there's a hell of a lot of cases out there. And if we shut down this economy in the United States um, back in in March. Yeah. And we were dealing with, I think in New Mexico, we were having somewhere between 80 and maybe 200 cases a day. Well, at some yeah. point, a couple of weeks ago, maybe 10 days ago, we were rolling, you know, almost 4,000 cases a day. Wow. 
And I think we've got better mass compliance now. So I don't know right. what that means. That's, I, right. that's just a general observation when I go to like the yeah. grocery store, or have to go pick something up. I think it's yeah. a, it's also just a symbol of respect of space and just, it's just, a, it's, it's more than, I think more than just, um, more than just what it does physically. Um, and just a reminder of, yeah, a, di a different kind of respect for space. Like we were at Costco today and you just have, you know, I don't know how it is down there, but you have a different kind of respect for space. Somebody waiting, you know, you're looking at the, at the freezer bin and somebody will wait until you yeah. move away. Um, Most of the time. And in the early days when half the people weren't, were wearing masks, you, uh, you know, my respect was okay that person's wearing a mask so i'll definitely stay away from them um and if they weren't then i was like okay they're they're, they're not as concerned so i can right. do what i would normally do um and it seems to be that a lot of the cases in canada are related to families getting together and not and being asymptomatic rather yeah. than grocery stores banks yeah and it things like that transfer rates yeah yeah though you know who really knows well and here but, we are recording this you know just about four days after thanksgiving so i think yeah. now your yeah. thanksgiving is earlier in canada it's in isn't october it? yep so no, you've already passed that but yep. here yeah. in the united states my guess is here somewhere between about the 10th and 14th of december we're gonna we're gonna yeah. know how many people got I together and didn't I get hope, together I, I hope you guys are okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. We had a Zoom Thanksgiving. Oh, good. That's what <laughs> it was, we it was did. Sarah and Nate. So we were good. I mean, it wasn't, it was really cool of Zoom to lift their, their time limit so that families could be together. Yeah. But man, I tell you, 2020 has just been surreal. Do you guys, can you even remember the beginning of the year at this point? Or it, for me, I look back at some things I, like we talked about earlier, March 13th, uh, yeah. you know, the 11th is when they declared it a pandemic and Houston livestock show canceled. And then the 13th is when we got canceled for Australia and yeah. the wheels came off the bus. Yeah. Other, yeah. other dates. I couldn't tell you, I know those dates, but otherwise <laughs> it's just a haze. Do you, I, I mean, just, do you guys even remember yeah. the beginning gig, of the year? Our last gig was February 26th. That was our last like live gig. It was wow. February 26th. And yeah. then we were supposed to, we have March break up here, which is kind of like spring break um, and where all the schools get a week or two off. And literally the uh, 14th, 15th, the 16th, March 16th is when that was supposed to start. So that's when our first all of March break canceled on the 13th. Um, and then Clay County in Florida, they also yeah. canceled that, yeah. uh, that day too. See, and that's when and that was about an hour before Clay County canceled, like officially um, we found out that Disney had closed yeah. for two weeks and we looked at each other when if Disney's if, closing, oh, shoot. then Clay County's got to close. Yeah. Yeah. And we were like everybody else, like, you know, we're very protective now. Like I said to Ta Tanya, I'm happy to be in my own little bubble. Like I'm quite happy with that right now. We it's, do miss it's fine, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But you know, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but at first we were like everybody else going, no, don't cancel. Yeah. Don't please don't get why you cancel. It's two weeks from now. You don't need to cancel yet. But it's <laughs> two weeks. It's, it's, all, just it's two it weeks away. Just... That's a long time. Yeah. But it's <laughs> funny you say just like of dates and stuff like that. I literally said to Jory last night, we've now been in this house 
uh, for six months. We got the keys on May 29th and yesterday was November yeah, 29th. Actually, I said, can you believe we've actually been here for six months and it doesn't even, we took all like, of, this time has just flown, even though we've not been doing what we would normally be doing during this time. We took know? all of April, actually. We wrote a song called Thank You. Um, and it's to all of the frontline and healthcare uh, essential, workers. essential workers. And it was our way. And then we got videos, home videos from all of our fans. So we got videos from a lot of frontline workers and healthcare providers. And, um, and then we got videos from our fans having fun at home because we felt it was important for the kids and families to know you know, they're part of flattening the curve too, because they were pulled out of school. They're pulled out of, you know, all of their sports and everything for them. They can't see their friends. So for them, you know, and they can't see team T and J. (laughs) And so for that, you know, they can't go to the fairs. So we wanted them to know, look, you're doing your part too. To keep people. And this is how we all stick together. And so like, that's kind of the team T and J theme of, of how we all stick together. So we took four weeks actually right produce full on and create a video uh, that got a really good organic uh, reach. And we were sent literally email going to different hospitals that were having really uh, high numbers and sent just sending it to their minutes saying, here, this is for you. And we want you to know that a lot of families are appreciating what you're doing right now. Um, so that was really, that was a meaningful um, use of our abilities and our, and our time and, yeah, uh, felt it like it was a pretty important thing to do. So your um, last show was the end of February, and you guys are—I don't know how they classify them in Canada. We're independent contractors here in the states. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then the government yeah. comes in, like you said, the middle of March, shuts everything down, no income, events are canceled. Um, yeah. Do your did your federal or provincial governments do anything to support small businesses up in Canada? We, we yes. are very grateful. Yeah. We are very grateful. We know like mind blowing. Yeah. So, grateful. um, certain, uh, businesses were given a $40,000 loan if they had wages. Um, wages that needed to be covered and stuff like that. And so that 10,000 of it is forgivable. If, if, if we paid it back within two years, two years. of once this kind of gets straightened out. So we don't fall into that category because we are, um, a partnership. Um, but luckily our government pretty much right away they set up that each of us got $2,000 a month. Um, and that happened for six months. It was a seven month program um, that we were able to claim for six months. And now that is over. Well, they actually did. So it was a seven month program and they said for, six. for 16 weeks, 16 weeks. So it was the first four, four of seven months. You could figure out which four months of those seven you would claim the 2000, but as it came to month four, they and it was still pretty bad they said okay we're going to continue at five six seven yeah and then after month seven we're going to look at how we're going to roll out the whole next year yeah which was really incredible because i want to say something about in in terms of the canadian government a couple things um again i was like no don't cancel the fares yet we (laughs) let's see how the two weeks go that's me and i'm and I care about people. So then you have the government going, okay, well, a lot of Canadians are going to be out of work, blah, 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 blah. Let's, we got to figure out how financially this is going to be for the economy and for, for all the for all of Canadians and families. And I was kind of surprised at how fast they got to the money figure of taking care of people. 
And that, that, that it was that money figure, like 2000 per that's 4,000. We're I looking mean, at each other. We're like, really? Like, I mean, it's not like, like we're able to get by, you know, like we're, well, save we, anything, but we, we're able to pay everything. Honestly. Like and you yeah. know, to be straight, if we didn't have the government's help, this house would have gone back to the bank. For sure. No wow. question about it. Yeah. We, we had some savings, but there is no way. So we are grateful on that front. And then once, um, once it got to the seventh month, they basically said, okay, for the next year, you have six months worth of another chunk, basically. Yeah, and so you can now- figure that out. And so they, whether they roll it out longer than that, we don't know. Um, but it goes basically from March, essentially what they've done is go all the way to March, 2021 and the premiers, which are the, like the government governors to the federal, um, all the, 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 um, the right, the left, whatever we call it, have been working totally in lockstep. Um, and that must know, be so nice. Like, That's a completely foreign it's experience here in the United States to have the right and the left work together. And, and some people happen, of yeah. those parties don't like that they are, you know, they're trying to wield the division, but thank goodness that they have been. And, and that's at least in Ontario. I don't know if all across. Just Canada. has given me us, or me anyway, it's just a whole new level of respect. Even for the guys say like, I, I didn't vote for our, our premier, but holy smokes, I'm right behind him, you He's know, been, in yeah, this. They've been and well they've been working in, uh, together and just hearing he them compliment each other. Yeah, it's it's really that's been really unique to see. So and we're grateful and we're lucky and and you know we have our healthcare covered still. (laughs) Still. Yeah, Yeah, that was one of the things that was a real, you know, real concern. We were, you know, we were thinking this would be the year that Sarah and Nate and I would would get in an RV and we'd go out and we would right. just be a family together in the fair industry right. like so many others. And we were yeah. really, really looking forward to it. In fact, we were getting ready to sell our F-150 and go to a, a dually so that we could pull a fifth wheel. Right. Literally the right. day that we were going to sell this F-150, we were a few hours from going to meet at the bank. And I think this was, we'll call it on or about like March 7th, 8th, 9th, somewhere right in there. Yeah. And you, you were starting to hear more and more about COVID and cases yeah. were starting to get going in Seattle, I think, and up in Washington state. And Sarah and I sat and we talked to each other and I said, you know, I've just, I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. Exactly. I don't think we should sell this truck right now. Yeah. yeah. And so we called the guy up. I messaged him and I said, you know, listen, this is, you know, we've had a, a change of, of heart in here in the last 24 hours or so. And super sorry about it. Good luck finding a truck, but we're not going to be able to sell yours. Of course, yeah. he's disappointed in it, but I mean, life happens. Everybody moves on. Yeah. And yeah. like two days later, Houston canceled. Yeah. And that's when it was like, we're going to make the right choice. Yeah. yeah we would have had, because the plan at that point was we were going to sell the truck and then we were going to, and rather than buy the dually right away, we were going to go to do the show in Australia and then a show in Arizona, the beginning of May and use that cash to increase our down payment. So we wouldn't have as big a monthly payment. Yeah. And we would have then, we would have had no truck because, you know, on the 13th, right. um, Australia canceled. And yeah. then somewhere, yeah. in the, I don't know, three second week, <laughs> April, the show in May can't, it was just like, Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really, we're very glad that we've still got our health insurance. Sarah's still with uh, Albuquerque schools and, yeah. They've got, you know, our educators in the state have an 
incredible healthcare program that they've got. So that's good. Very good. You know, it's interesting how I'm curious to, to deviate on this since it came up. How is that? How does your healthcare program work? Because there's always this fight in the United States over whether the government's going to run the whole show or not. And I think right. it, I personally, I don't know if I trust the government to run my healthcare program, but at the same time, God, do I really trust my insurance companies? Deal no. With well, that's <laughs> and, what I was, you know. And so funny? I, so I just, for me, I sit here going, my gut feeling is, yeah. It's an it's inevitable. It's only, the question is when, not if, the United yeah. States government takes over single payer. I, I don't know that I, I'm a fan of it yet. I don't know that I, I well, don't know where I am on that, but I think it's an inevitability. Up up here, you have um, like I've had four MRIs. I, I've had herniated discs. I've had four MRIs. Didn't cost me a thing. But the it does it does that- cost you though. I mean, what is it? Certainly, you guys have a have to have a higher tax. I mean, that's. It's not just free. How does that work out on as far as well, tax rates? It costs the home costs are higher, but no. Um, well, it depends if you're, you know, it's what is it, fifteen percent, fifteen percent, you know, low income, and it goes from there. I I digress here. Uh, well, let's go back on topic. Yeah, <laughs> that might help a lot of people. Actually, you never know. You never know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Come to Canada. Come Great. to Canada. You know, in talking to other guests while recording this season, it's become apparent to more of us as entertainers, as fair managers, vendors, we need to be keeping in touch with each other and checking on one another. How have you guys been doing checking on your friends within the fair family and making sure people are handling this? Okay. We, I, we could probably do better. (laughs) Um, but we try to, to connect with, um, the clients, like clients that we've worked with and, and even fellow entertainers and stuff like that. Um, I do my best. I know. Yeah. All of our clients uh, in the first two weeks of this, our clients and our fans, uh, we just did free two weeks straight of every day free um, on our Facebook, uh, like 40, uh, close to an hour long shows. Wow. Take, taking requests, just having fun. Each day was a little bit of a different theme. We did a Disney theme. We did what kind of, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We did lots of different things. We did all that for free because we felt like, well, our, you know, our role was, uh, be there you know, time. if the ship is sinking, then we're going to be the musicians who go down with the ship and play everybody out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's what the role were was. You, and it went, and were you playing nearer my God to thee? Like they say they played on the Titanic, <laughs> right? No. <laughs> uh, we gotta learn that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can still play it. And, uh, so then we wrote the thank you song and we did that with our fans and we were trying to give back in, in that sense and communicate uh hey it's okay we did we did a number of things on social media that were is some kind of similar to what you did at the start of of the podcast which is it's reach out reach out and it's okay if you're feeling in the dumps we even did a post in august that was we just kind of yeah we in august we because okay when we when this all happened we had to move out of our rental we moved into my parents place for two months um, before we got the keys to this actual house um, and so we didn't actually get hit with our emotions of, oh my gosh, everything's gone kind of thing until we moved in the beginning of June. Um, by July, our calendar kept popping up saying, this is where you should be and you should be flying here and you should be going here. And all of a sudden that's kind of when it hit us like, 
oh my gosh, this year we, is gone. We fell and into so we a, a fell, pretty good funk. Yeah, we we pretty ended up having to mourn the loss of the year over the summer. And in August, we sometimes we feel like, especially being children's performers, that we always have to be on and we always have to be happy. Even though even in our music, sometimes we might write that it's okay to feel sad and it's okay to feel blue. Um, because everybody feels that way for us, we almost needed to just recognize it and just let our fans or our teammates, as we call them, just let them know, Hey, we're not doing okay. And we just kind of made a post that said, you know, we've, we've had to mourn the year and we're, we're a little bit down right now, but you know, we're starting to get our oomph back. We're starting to get our passion back, but we needed to, we needed to feel and be real is basically what I liked to say. Cause people reached out to us afterwards and said, Thank you so much for posting that message and, and being real about how you're not doing okay. Yeah. And, and people reached out to us saying, you know, I'm going through a divorce right now. This whole situation has, has put our family into this, or I've lost family members from COVID. And people started reaching yeah, out to us wild, because actually. we were being real and saying, we're okay, but we're, we're just not feeling yeah. okay. And then you, you discover know? And, and so through those messages, how it's affected everything. families yeah. And fa- like, Just and we, yeah, we started connecting to, to people in a different way, in a, in a very meaningful way. And I think like, that's really the, uh, so, so important, it, it, the most meaningful thing in the, in the end, um, because you can have a great experience with a family, but when you start sharing real life and hardships, and then you can be real with them too, because yeah. they, we always think of ourselves as oh well the families are looking to us be to be the happy people and we often say you know what let's have some content where it's okay to be sad and explore that because 50 percent of the time people are are sad you can't be happy without knowing what sadness is um but nobody likes to share that part and especially in the children's world so it's nice to it was nice for us to just be able it's been nice to do that And I think also to go along with that and checking in with people, I think the one thing that's kind of helped me through all of this is kind of checking in with, with other artists and other performers and knowing that we're all in the same boat, because you, you almost feel as if you're the only one going through these feelings or going through this whole thing. But I think kind of what's been a little bit of peace for us all is just knowing that we're not alone and knowing that we're all in this together, legit. Um, for me, that's kind of, yeah. So I've been trying to reach out to people and, and see where everybody's at and yeah. Yeah. And we're, you know, we're, we're glad to hear from you and, you know, we, we haven't, we've been thinking a lot about, you know, you and Sarah and, um, and, um, you know, a lot, a lot of our friends down South as well. And, um, and a lot of our, our fair family, you know, with the entertainers and things like that. And we, we have, we've been seeing posts, you know, on Facebook cause we're all friends, but haven't really uh, reached out uh, as much as we probably could and should as would be meaningful, you know? Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, we just talked about it. Yeah. Well, it feels like to me, you you know you try to reach out to some folks maybe you do contact some some folks and then you think it, it, for a while it was like time is just dragging it felt like days were taking weeks it was just dragging 
yeah. sometimes, yeah. All of a sudden yeah. you wake up and we're now here on the eve of rolling over the calendar to December. And yeah. yeah. We're still going with this thing. It's been, yeah. it's been a very hard challenge for so yeah. many of us. Some folks yeah. have adapted and adjusted much easier than others. I know for me personally, being someone who's very outgoing as an extrovert, it's been mm-hmm. a very painful year being locked up. Yeah. I, and I now have great yeah. empathy for people who are introverts for all the times yeah. they went out to, you know, a party or something and they kind of right. would retreat as a wallflower and they would feel uncomfortable and people would be like, Oh, come on, come dance, whatever. And they're like, no, no, no. Yeah. You know, I have great empathy for introverts now because the discomfort they f- must feel in social situations is very much, yeah. I think the discomfort extroverts are feeling right now. We, for your performers, you, yeah. you both are entertainers. I'm an entertainer. I live for that moment that is goofy as it sounds that I hand out as conjurer fortune machine that I hand out a fortune card. And as the, they, yeah. that, that person walks away and the next person yeah. comes up to the booth to hit the button, I catch out of the corner of my eye. Somebody's that person that was just there stops dead in their tracks as they read the fortune card. And it's something that they know it hits their life personally, that it means something right. to them. I live for right. the moment that I get that, uh, you know, yeah. I get tagged on Snapchat or Instagram. Oh, Hey, we were at this fair. Check out what conjurer said to me. Cause I know yeah. as silly as it sounds that for that 30 seconds or however long they're, they're watching conjurer, something meant something to them. Just like with you, well, guys, when you see those yeah. kids dancing and, and singing and smiling and their families are happy. hundred percent. That means something to you guys. And we've lost it- all of it. It was hard this year and I, we've had messages from parents because the thing about Team TNJ is we're, we're, we try to fan build too. So we keep in contact with families over the year. We're not just, we're not just something that like you may never see again. Like kids do gravitate towards us and they do hope to see us at the fair again next year. And there's one fair up here in Canada, um, Red River X, and that's in uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba. This would have been our fourth year there. And I know that there are families that we only do that event in Manitoba. That's it. And it's once a year in June. And there are families that will come back. It's a 10 day fair. They may come back five of those days. And so for us, it was, it was sad to know we had the parents reaching out to us saying, you know, so-and-so misses you and -and so-and-so misses you. And, and we'll send them videos just to say, Hey, we're thinking of you. We miss you too. You know, just to kind of keep that connection. Cause that, and for me, I love, hugs. I love hugs from little ones. And that's been missing. Like that is energy. Their smiles They're that when they're jumping, when they're dancing, like that energy, it has been gone this year. And we've done a lot of live and virtual shows like live online and virtual pre-records and stuff like that. It's just not the same, right? It's not the same. Literally on Friday, um, today's Monday on last Friday, we performed a pre-record for new year's Eve but we did it with us with a sound crew and two videographers and an organizer. There was about five other people in the room and we were on a stage and we had lighting and we, Jory was beaming from ear to ear. Cause we're like, finally we're performing for someone. They weren't children, but there was somebody else in the room that we yeah. were able to yeah. give energy to. And they were bobbing while they were behind the cameras and stuff. And so there's just that energy that was definitely yeah, you hear them year. you hear the music coming through the loudspeaker yeah. on the stage back at you and you're like this is this is what it was like yeah so i want to take a minute and talk about what the future of this fair industry could look like and by future i mean like the next 18 to 36 months 
what do you think are some of the challenges as entertainers we're going to face in that time? Um, I think that, uh, what do you think? Well, I think, I think in general, uh, it, so I, I, I think the fairs now have an opportunity now to, to start over. Actually, we, we uh, one of the fairs up in uh, Ontario asked us to do a, uh, be their opening speaker for their the, uh, guest speaker. We were like, all right. So, uh, we were just, you know, we had to go back into our team teenage team TNJ mindset and think about ourselves as a business and always grow. You know, there's the philosophy or the term, uh, if you're not, if you're not growing, you're dying, you know, you're, you gotta be always growing. So uh, nobody would ever think there wouldn't be a fair in any given particular year. That would be like the worst case scenario. Can't imagine it. Well, guess what? It happened. Now we have an opportunity. Well, all those, the great traditions or the things that we needed to change or the things that never worked or whatever, Let's just start new and take and um, move into 2021. So a lot of people, the world is changing. So a lot of people are doing like the worst part about the pandemic is it's encouraged people to be more online, more in front of a screen. That doesn't help us. That doesn't help us in our live show. So that doesn't help the fairs. It doesn't help any of us. So what do we got to do now? Now we've taught everybody how to be in front of a screen. Yeah. We've taught everybody how to not give applause. We've taught everybody to expect a different shot every two seconds. Yeah. Well, that doesn't happen when you're live. So the live experience has to be really feel really fresh and something that people are going to want to gravitate towards uh, uh, when they come back. Um, and then also keep a familiarity on what the 2020-ish newer familiarity of how do we utilize um, technology in the moment. Uh, For example, um, the experience now, you you used to go to a concert and you used to cheer and and sing and and take it in and jump up and down. Now the experience is your iPhone in front of you, you're watching through the iPhone it's and weird. you're thinking to yourself, I can't, I can't wait to post this on YouTube for, and, and send it to all of my friends and say, look where I was. And then with a photo and a selfie of me there and the experience doesn't just happen there anymore. It happens in that moment. after for a long time. And now, now I'm boosting that post. Right. So well, and what can got- fairs do? And sorry, I was what just going to say, you've got what? performers that um, are literally, you know, big headliners that have said, listen, we're going to play this first song, get your selfies, get your video going, and then put your stinking cell phone away. Because all of a sudden, yeah. if you're more than five or six rows back, you just see a sea of glowing screens. If you're paying right. money, you want to see the live show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But now the live show. So people are going to have, that's the thing is like, how do we not fight that and say, all right, no, you're going to have your cell phones because every other 24 hours of the rest of the day, 23 hours of the rest of the day, you do have your phone out. You're videoing everything. And so how do we take advantage of that as entertainers and incorporate that into our show, help our social media, help the fair social media, make it part of contests, make it part of giveaways, make it an experience of this is happening now. Then you're going to post about it later. You're going to share it with your friends and family and say, oh, you got to go because I want to see your picture. Yep. 
of you here, X, Y, Z. I want to see that on your social media. When you post it, tag me in that. I want to see it. You're going to love that experience. So you think some of the know. challenges are going to be really once we reopened, almost having to retrain audiences and how to how to go to live events and how to be comfortable at live events. That's interesting. Well, I, didn't, I hadn't even thought about that kind of perspective. You know, I was thinking about challenges moving forward, you know, from a, a business perspective for us, you know, yeah, fairs that had a, fairs that had a, maybe a hundred thousand dollar entertainment budget might only have a $40,000 budget. Now it, it changes the bandwidth that we have to perform in to, we have to make money in, but I think that's a hell of a point that on the flip yeah, side, mean- you're going to have, have acts that are going to go up and do kind of their sing and hit their crescendo or hit their, you know, the magician hits the applause cue and the audience just stares at them. Oh my God. Like being, being children's performers, we've already noticed that even before this year, last year, we did last year, we did a a little test where uh, normally after a song, I'm like, Hey, everyone give yourselves a round of applause last year. um, And then they do, they do. But then he was like, I was like, do you notice how I have to encourage them to do that? I said, Especially I said, kids okay, nowadays next because, show. Yeah, we did this test. He's don't like, don't do it. do it next show. Just don't do it. Don't encourage anybody to applause and just see if they do it on the their ki- own. Kids were having a great, everyone was like, it was a great show. But and I was like, I waved it. I was like, don't do it. I was like. And so we're already noticing because kids at younger ages are being stuck with screens in front of them they're kind of out of that etiquette of live performance. Right. And now even more so it's going to be like that etiquette of almost just being out with people yeah. in audiences, in, in any kind the of attention, situation. the attention, uh, you know, um, but you, you have a good point too. Robert. Yeah. The, 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 you know, the, the trouble is going to be the social media aspect of attention, of attention grabbing. Um, and uh, where people could be like when I was younger, it was, I could sit in front of, um, uh, 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 Tonya's pointing at the clock. She's like, don't go on for so long. Um, <laughs> she's good like that. Uh, but you know, when I was younger, uh, we could sit for a half an hour or, you know, my mom would say, Jory, you're not going anywhere. You're going to stay. And then I would enjoy it. If sometimes, you know, like, and as adults, we're like kids in the sense that, I'm not enjoying the first two minutes. Well, you've got to wait for it. It's, it's a show, for goodness sake. It's going to take... Or in a movie. It's, yeah, you don't go into an hour and a half or two hour movie and the, in, the first ten, in the yeah. first five minutes go, nah. No, but you can do that now on Netflix. So you have so many shows. You don't... So, yeah, I think, I think we've all got to be thinking about how people are perceiving entertainment value these days and incorporate that and and that you know how to maintain our traditions and especially what's important in the educational factor of the fairs as well but for the entertainer it's going to be it's going to be about really being savvy and looking at the direction of technology and not necessarily putting technology in our show per se but utilizing it uh, in a way that the experience when people are there and they're filming through their camera, they're half there, but that doesn't mean they're automatons. No, because they go home and they post it. They, sh- they want people to like it. They want people to like the experience they had. Yep. It's a wild thing. It's different. Yeah. So what kind of silver linings do you guys find have come up in 2020? 
we're still here together. We're still team TNJ. <laughs> we haven't broke up after after all this. No, well, I, I, I saw like, that early in the year. I saw people that were just complaining about their spouses. And I'm like, yeah. did you guys not marry someone you actually like spending yeah. time with? <laughs> no, you yeah. know, when this all, you know, people, uh, you know, some fairs uh, were like, oh, book, you know, book us for next year. And I'm like, if if we're around, we like yeah. we have to exist. I think, yeah, people for people for forget that a lot about entertainers in this industry. Like, you, we don't just we have to purposefully be here. And and when times get tough, you know, we're like we know uh, some people who uh, we never think that they wouldn't be doing this in the industry, and they've gone on to do. They need to pay their bills. They need to do, you know, uh, and they moved on, and and so they're. they're not or not performing and they're like we don't know if people call us we don't know if we'll get enough calls so we've just had to move on and oh yeah just get other jobs and so you know we we look at each other and go wow like the fact that we can still say yes team tnj can move ahead in 2021 that's incredible and i think the silver linings like to kind of finish off this year because we we started off feeling strong and then we had it kind of go down and then we've kind of come back up i think like um, Jory's trying to finish our next album. We have a, a home studio, so he's been working really hard trying to get that done. Because I think this one, this one's going to be really good, and I think the messaging in this this album is is needs to be heard right now too. Um, so we're, that's really kind of been nice for him to work on. And then for me, having Tinsel and Jingle to put the programming together that I did for for those two quirky little elves, and I'm hoping that we're able to kind of sprinkle a little magic on families literally all over the world. There are some some VIP visits where we can actually come live to you if you're in Ontario uh, the week before Christmas, but yeah, even just different packages, even different so. packages with um, zoom calls and pre-recorded videos from Tinsel and Jingle. That's kind of been my little, little ounce of excitement and something that I'm really, yeah. really we, passionate about right now. And I think just having that, that passion to kind of end the year off on, on two positive notes of things that, that we do love and that we are still able to offer um, to our teammates, to our fans, and and to to new people who might be discovering us, I think that's kind of a silver lining of okay, well, you know, we've kind of gone through this, but we're still here. You know, end of the year, we're still ready to move forward, push forward, and look look towards the light of what 2021, 2021, yeah, yeah. Should but you bring. know what? If we like we were talking about earlier, if we didn't have, if our government, yeah, we're, didn't we're literally put the food on our table, yeah, uh, I, I don't think situation. we'd be here. Yeah. Probably not at all. I don't think we'd be wearing these hats. Yeah, it's a really. <laughs> they see, they see the Team TNJ. They are. They're Team TNJ beanies. They're really fly hats. Or where are they for sale on a website? Or where can I? Can Ooh, we... yes. About they to. will on December first. They will go live on our website. We have. I want purple, the blue. Pink I want orange. the blue one like Tanya's blue wearing. One. It's really good. I dig it. Thank she, you. Yeah, she can put it on her head first, and then it's like, oh, and then God. she can. Worn by T. Worn by T. As worn by T. No, no. So that you, could, <laughs> you could charge 20% more at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, instead so of, forget TNJ, worn by T, yeah. just put her in the box with it. Overnight it. Deliver like, it. Both of you guys. We miss, be hanging out with you. we miss hanging out with you guys. We miss yeah. you too. Um, so listen, I appreciate you guys being on the show. Before we go, everyone goes through a round of speed questions. I'm going to ask you five or six questions. Very quickly, okay. just the first answer that comes to mind. Hopefully it makes sense. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah. Who knows? Let's see what okay. happens. Question number one, <laughs> coffee or tea? Tea. Tea. 
Nice. Earl Grey hot. Okay, Picard. He likes this tea. Uh, <laughs> I, just wait I, a minute. Oh, you see this. Star oh, he's Trek got a Star Trek there. cup. So, of course, <laughs> that's where your Earl Grey reference comes from. iPhone or Android? Go. iPhone or iPhone. Android? <laughs> iPhone. iPhone. Uh, you can go back in time. This is kind of interesting being Canadians. But you could go okay. back in time to meet one president of the United States. Who would you meet? <laughs> uh, They're all, we I, don't care. I, I would, you know what? I'd meet JFK, <laughs> and then I'd, tell, I'd say, whisper in his ear, and I'd go, duck. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Oh. Um, no, but he, uh, but I, I'd probably go back to him. Okay. I don't know. And I'd still tell him the duck. Tanya doesn't care because she's Canadian. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't usually pay a lot of attention to American politics. So I don't know a lot of your presidents. I would I love to not, wait, pay, wait. I'd love to not pay attention to it. Uh, for each of yeah. you, who was your first celebrity crush? I think Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys. Oh, um, uh, Candace Cameron Bure. <laughs> so what, from Full Bur- House. Yeah, that, from, from Full DJ. House. DJ. Wow. Uh, funnel <laughs> cake. Still cute. Funnel cake or fried Oreos? Funnel, funnel cake. cake. Shared. Oh. Get your own. No, Sarah. Sure. What a her sweet guy. Otherwise. And last question. What was the first concert you ever attended? Uh, I think it was the Backstreet Boys for me. A great Canadian, Tom Cochran. You know the song Life is a Highway? Yep. Yeah, he's Canadian. I went to his concert. I was front row and he was so cool. He went up on the uh, on the light, the light fixtures or whatever. He went, climbed up and I was like, oh, that's what I want to be. So do you climb up on light trussing when you're doing Team TNJ or is it I, not quite that extreme fall. yet? No. <laughs> no. Every time. Well, you guys, it's always a pleasure to visit with you and Sarah, Nate, and I just adore you. And we're so glad that you could come on the show today. If fairs want to learn more about Team TNJ or somebody wants to swipe one of those very cool Team TNJ beanies, where can they find you? You can find us at teamtandj.com. That's T-A-N-D-J.com. And Team TNJ on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of that stuff too. And is that where you're going to have these beanies for sale? These beanies will be on sale. Yes. On awesome. team Awesome. Yeah. So Tanya and Jory will miss seeing you at conventions this year. In fact, today while we're recording, IAFE's virtual vision is going on and you know, Sarah and I weren't oh, able yeah. to do it this year. I yeah. think there are a lot of entertainers in that same boat, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. And we will all get together again. We want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Stay safe up North. And hopefully we will see you out on the road somewhere. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yes. Happy Thanks. holidays. And we'll see you soon. Thanks for coming on the show today. <laughs> we'll see you guys. You've been listening to the fair game podcast. Air game is a production of Robert Smith presents. For more information, please visit robertsmithpresents.com.